bomb. So that's that's your shitty joke for the evening. Maybe there'll be more. I'm on my second drink, so we'll. Oh, oh, oh! We we lit tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means on a lit night, having you lit on a good night, which means oh, what does it, what does we're going to have a good podcast. <laughs> you already know. You already know. Welcome back to the all to all new episode of the Giant Contra Robot Podcast. It I is mean, lit, my dudes. Lit dudes. Lit Friday. And non-binary peeps. Um, this episode will be at, will be recorded the same day that it's dropping. Will be a first for us. Because hmm. posting an episode two days after the episode airing, eh, it's giving us hits. But I'm like, nah, let's let's drop it because everybody else is doing it. Let me do it. That's but, true. That's a good point. But everybody's doing video. I'm on podcast. You know, still getting the hits either way. We're just going to play our strengths yeah. the way we can. Yeah. And thank you for listening to us. And also a big thank you. We are to Benita for coming back because this is episode 100. What? What? Now we're not going to do no fanfare because there's not really like we don't have the whole crew. You know, pew, you know, pew, pew, pew. Sorry. <clears throat> as you know, Christian is um on hiatus on sabbatical for the time being. He'll be back for Loki. Um Ray is somewhere running around in Seattle with the Cherry Blossom Festival, wherever the fuck is whatever's going on. <laughs> he posted photos on Instagram, him running through a cherry blossom tree. <sighs> He I was going to try and make a joke about being a square since he goes by Ray Squared, and I was like, yeah, I can't find it. I can't. Yeah. So, the joke's out there somewhere. Yeah, it's there. I just, we just, we just don't have it. <laughs> we just don't have it. I just can't reach it right now. <laughs> and Kaylee is finally finishing her long Tales of Besperia. There we go. I was almost blanked on the damn game she's playing on Twitch currently right now. He's finally finishing never it. That. After I think I want to say three to four months. Wow! Like when she said when she plays a game, an RPG, she goes in every little thing. She goes in, including Dragon Age Origins. She said she clocked in close to one hundred thirty hours. Yeah, first time I played those games, you're like, I gotta find every goddamn nook and cranny. I gotta look down every little hallway, every little cavern, every little room. If something can open, I'm gonna open it. Like, it's. That's a lot. <laughs> and I just. Like, and I just finished playing Dragon Age Origins and I just started awakening. And I just remember when. Nice. And I just started remembering Dragon Age Awakening and I was like, oh yeah. I remember why I, I liked it, but I like disliked. It. <laughs> I was like, God, yeah. So I got to get back in my mental mindset to get back on Awakening because I want to get to Dragon Age two before Mass Effect Legendary Edition comes out. I may mm. actually I might put a pause on my uh my Dragon Aging so I can uh focus. I, I won a video game competition for twenty twenty. 
came in top 10 and the number eight seed 150 bucks bought fallout 4 collector's edition on psn and i uh spent 15 bucks on cyberpunk 2077 on psn i mean on uh ps4 disc version obviously it's not on psn i started playing mm. i played it on hdr mode on my 4k tv even though this is a base model ps4 this is not the that ps4 that came out not so long ago the upscaled one holy fucking shit cyberpunk looks a hell of a lot different like i see the fucking water puddle like on the top of my fucking car and it's moving and i'm like what nice this is and i think i need to play that one because i've been holding it because i have it but i've just been holding out on playing because i'm like i'm gonna wait till i guess the big fix it patches come out and so i I would say keep uh, since you already have it. Hold on, hold on to it. I would say wait till an expansion comes out because without knowing, you can breeze through the game very quickly. Okay. But we were not talking about video games today because on our 100 episode, I have to say this penultimate episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier is better than the penultimate episode of One Division. I'm sorry. But I oh no I was I, agree. I was more hyped it was more emotional and I know you was too this episode had me more emotional than WandaVision now the final episode of WandaVision I... had me emotional but not the not not as not the penultimate episode I this was just such a roller coaster of emotion for me like this whole episode like. The ups and the downs and the twists and the turns. And I was like, they were they were right about this was going to make, this episode was going to make us cry. Because I remember making the joke and I'm like, ha, joke's on you. I already cried this episode last week. And then I'm like, and I cried this one too. So, good job, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making me cry in every one of your TV shows so far, you fucking bastards. <laughs> And before we get any too far, remember, you can always listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, coming soon to YouTube. We post new episodes, well, now, new episodes every Friday and Saturday. Um, Actually, after next Friday. This will be the last time we'll be posting anything on Friday until June, where Loki will be premiering. Um, That will be hosted by Benita and Christian, engineered by yours truly. Um, and I swear to God, if that show makes us cry, I'm just gonna not do anything but keep supporting Marvel. But damn it, you know you gotta cry. You know they're gonna damn have it. Make you cry. Um, I bet you Renee Russo is gonna do an episode, and that's gonna make you cry. <gasps> you shut up! I can't handle oh my. It's gonna that happen. whole scene. Her whole scene. Okay, sorry, we're gonna like, get off track. <laughs> but her whole scene in fucking Endgame. Ugh. I'm okay. I'm fine. Marvel Disney fine <laughs> Marvel characters mothers. Um and also we are gonna be doing another Dragon Age episode. I have a new theory. What? But then also there has been some news with David Gator coming out being the extra the question has been asked to him. If he could Snyder cut any Dragon Age game, what would he what what would he do? He said 
<laughs> he's like, sorry, he, it's he, more just them people calling it the Snyder Cut. I'm just like, he, he, he was very diplomatic. He was very diplomatic. He said he did not in the, in the article, if I remember correctly, he did not use the term Snyder Cut. He said if he had a chance to go back and fix a game, obviously it would be Dragon Age Two. So we're going to be talking about Dragon Age Two and what it was supposed to be and what we end up gotten. And a, yeah. char- a beloved character was supposed to be dead at the end of Dragon Age 2. And there was not supposed to be an Inquisition. Rioting would have happened. So, that's going to be an interesting episode. I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, Very but, exciting. Thank you for listening. Episode 100. Christian, this is for you, but I'm going to be even killed on this episode. <laughs> But I'm, I'm, when I we, will when, not be. So, but when we get to his, when we get to that part in our review, in our basically our, our how we call it review, I would call it uh, discussion. But we do give it a rating. But when we get to a specific part, I was cheering like it, I was watching Rocky. So, let's start <laughs> it off. It started off where it, um, episode four ended. Um, I it, it, I thought it was going to go one way where the government automatically comes in, Sam and Bucky um, in trouble. Obviously, something was going to happen to John Walker, but no, we got Sam and Bucky like, uh-uh, hell no. You're giving us chill. I, I loved that they started with, with Walker running away. Mm-hmm. But I also loved that it was still like, it's still from his perspective. So like, you can't hear anything. It was just like that, almost like slightly staticky, fuzzy noise. Um, You know, sometimes, which I, I don't know, I really appreciate, I thought it was just an added detail that like sort of happens when you're having like a panic attack mm-hmm. you know because yeah. i feel like that's basically what he was he was having and then when he just scrunched down so small like we've seen like steve rogers uh crouch down like the cutest little turtle and hide behind that shield but like to see john walker do it like instead of like when we see steve do it he's doing it as like a form of protection mm-hmm. It almost like to me it came off across as like again like John Walker was hiding behind the shield yeah. like not not for protection but yeah just to like just to hide and kind of sort of like see if he could just I don't want to say ignore his problems but it sort of felt like he was. <sighs> talking himself up and talking himself out of his guilt like i didn't kill an innocent man i killed the man that killed my friend and it's like you didn't trying to justify his murder yeah yeah like murder at that just again how we see police do it like currently this week alone just i (laughs) i know marvel didn't didn't mean for this to happen but the fact that this episode released this week when we got 
the truth of what happened with um is it Adam Toledo? Adam Adam, Adam Adam Toledo. Um another um another young um African American gentleman. And um Dante uh Dante Wright? Dante Dante Wright. Um and then unfortunately uh, so I didn't know we were gonna bring up, but also an unfortunate um mass killing out of FedEx um Yeah. In Indianapolis. Yeah. It's like it's just it's a very appropriate episode to release this week. And mm-hmm. so I think that's another reason why it kinda hit me as hard as it did, because this whole show is obviously about race like anyone that like has been trying to say don't make it about race it doesn't always have to be about race it's like this episode for sure like kicked you in the teeth to be like bitch it's about race (laughs) like (laughs) stop being stupid Um, just jump ahead when you have bucky finally acknowledging it a great great i think that was a great cathartic moment Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, whew, all right, we're gonna get back on track. Um, we was on track. We 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 you was able to weave in what's going on today into the world yeah. of superheroes. That's that's fine. Um, <laughs> and I do like the fact, but it's that, still. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna say I like the fact that when Sam and Bucky gets there, so yeah, Bucky's already like, all right, I'm, I'm about to fuck him up, but he was still following Sam's lead. Sam did try to talk. Yeah. Like, calm him down. That's, like, exactly what I was going to say. Like, it was still... It was, like, still trying to almost show, like, the fact that, like, John Walker could still be saved. Like, not so much, like, he's not going to be forgiven for the actions, but it's, like, there's still that hope that he can see what it's wrong you know kind of like mirroring how sam had his talk with carly and Mm -hmm. how it was going great until you know like john walker ruined it Mm -hmm. and again like in this case john walker ruined it his ego got the best of him because they were like we need to take that shield from you because it wasn't so much like from sam's perspective it wasn't like he wasn't trying to take it from him to be like that shield's fucking mine. Mm. He was doing it from like, you murdered somebody from you. I am just trying to disarm you. Like, that's what I took anyway. No, I, um, I, I got that. I got that as well. It was like, like he was even telling him, like, you're going to be facing repercussions of it. The last thing you need is that shield in your hand. That type of thing. Right. Right. Like, just trying obviously to to talk down like you know a killer like (laughs) and i mean but sam like Mm -hmm. sam's the one that would understand because sam's like i'm a soldier i have lost people i have been in your shoes i have literally lived your experiences so i understand what you're going through let me try and help and Sam took all of the non-help he got in the military and he turned it around to help other people to help fill that void 
of the military not helping. Mm -hmm. And Walker is sort of just like, I don't say the catalyst, but he's the, he's the symbol. He is the sign of what happens when the military doesn't care about its people. Yeah. You know. That greed, that greed corrupt, um, like that senator. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll we'll get to that point, too. That was a fantastic scene, and I can't wait to discuss that one. But, like, that, this freaking fight scene, though. <laughs> that You could tell that um, he, was, he was finally off, off his hinges because he was intent to kill Bucky and Sam. Yes. Like, he, and it just goes to show, like, because I remember when I was watching this, I was like, why the fuck are they getting their asses kicked? I mean, like, I understand he's a super soldier, but, like, y'all, it's two against one. What the hell? I kept having flashbacks to, like, Spider-Man when they were <laughs> fighting Spider-Man, and Spider-Man kind of, like, whooped their butt. Yeah. Um, but then I kept thinking about it, and I'm like, Walker, he is an unhinged super soldier now that is actively trying to murder them while they are actively trying to subdue him not to murder him <laughs> that's, that that was and i think that was the whole intent because you see you know i think i've also noticed sam has not used his guns since episode one. yeah so yeah from from like two on he has been doing nothing but trying to subdue and not use his weapons and yes, percent. And he showed that even going against a superpowered person, well, by this point, superpowered people, he could hold his own. He like we like you said in last week's episode, he able to use his wings to an advantage, use what he has to his advantage, yes. his athleticism to his advantage to help him in the fight. His freaking brains, like. And I was like, and it showed, and I can tell Bucky, and because this is also jumping ahead a little bit, but you can tell Bucky is still like, has like, he don't want to, he's still scared of himself. Yeah. But he's not above whipping your ass though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I like the fact that when it was all said and one that really pissed me off when he ripped the wings off and he was trying to kill Sam Bear. Here comes Bucky in the oh. nick of time. And then Ugh. Bucky picks up that shield, and the light just just beamed off Bucky. I was like, mm -hmm. finally in the light, brother. Finally in the light. It was just such a beautiful, like, the whole fight was just kind of an amazing callback to the other Captain America films. Like, obviously, the, uh, the highway fight mm, scene yeah. in Winter Soldier. But then, like, it's the reverse of the Civil War fight with Bucky and Cap fighting Iron Man. Mm. Like, using the shield together to help fight him. In this case, they're, like, both fighting against the one carrying the shield. Like, it was just such a good... And that part where, just, where Bucky was holding him down and Sam was using his jets to... Ugh. And hearing the snap, I was like, The snap, Ooh! you're just like, no, why did you have to be so good in sound design? Like, why? Like, damn! <laughs> I swear to God, every time, every time there's like a broken bone or any type of crunching noise in a movie, I'm like, but why? But why? And, and 
<laughs> oh, it and, just makes me cringe and they, every time. And people say they can't. MCU cannot do Deadpool PG thirteen. Falcon and oh. Winter Soldier is PG thirteen, and look yeah. what we're getting. Yeah, they're literally yeah. proving you can do Deadpool PG thirteen. It's just is you have to be smart with the just with um the action and the dialogue. Yeah, because like holy fucking shit. <laughs> and I so the first time that I teared up in this. Frickin' episode was all thanks to Anthony Mackie and his amazing acting. And his just... When they finally got the shield back. And, you know, like, Bucky leaves, so he's kind of on his own. But he's just trying to wipe the blood off the shield. Was just... Like, the same gut punch as seeing the shield decapitate somebody. Yeah. Um... Because it's like you can see the guilt and this like the loss on his on his face. On his like, con- not only his face, on his conscience. Like he feels uh, this was his fault that he took it this far. I just I love that this episode was finally his episode because mm-hmm. I feel like even though it's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we haven't quite had a Falcon episode yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like we've definitely had more like a couple Winter Soldier episodes, um, Zemo episodes, Ayo. but like this truly felt like it was Sam's episode, and I was like, I'm fucking here for this. Thank you, thank you, and it just, oh god, it was just that scene. I was like, yeah, give him the nomination now, just for... Like, I, I want to see Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, and Sebastian Stan all get Emmy nominations, because, I mean, like, they deserve... All four oh, of them deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like... like, like after the, and Tashana Prince, she she um she ooh. deserves supporting actress. Um, Catherine Hahn deserves it for supporting actress. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I'll even go as far and let Wyatt Russell and um, oh my Daniel Brule, Daniel Brule, <laughs> but also Sam's sister, who the actress whose name I cannot pronounce. I am so sorry. Oh, like I guess, like you have a good case in Winter Soldier as well for supporting actors. Like they, everyone, like both shows, they all prove like. You just as good, the supporting cast is, I mean, the lead cast is just as good as their supporting cast. Yeah. Emily Van, yeah. Emily Van Camp, like, I feel like she was given more to do here than she did in her two, in the two movies that she appeared in. Yeah, I feel like she certainly has had way more lines in this show than she had in um, both Captain America movies that she was in. And I'm, I'm like, um, and she's good on the resident, but I'm like, come on, Emily Van Camp. Um, look, wherever you're going with this character, how about you just leave that show and just keep doing it? See, you're killing it. Yeah. We'll yeah. get to her later in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. and we're back in Louisiana. Oh. <gasps> we finally get to decompress because that episode was intense. We're back in Louisiana. Yeah. Did it jump back to Louisiana, or was it first with him and Torres? 
Oh, it's him and Torres. I'm actually it jumped it jumped to him and Torres. Him, Torres, and Bucky. Um, them yeah. talking about um, talking. Um, I guess debriefing. Like we now know, the government finally came in. Mm-hmm. Um, took over. Did the little hush hush sweep it under the rug? Mm-hmm. Oh. Like I mean, as best they can for having your symbol of America decapitate somebody on. I think thirty re- different cell phones. <laughs> and I think the reason why Bucky and Sam didn't get in trouble was one, they're on the cell phone just as shock as everyone, and two, yeah. they was able to stop um, Walker. So I think they yeah. got. A, I think they got a pass from that. I do like that they did that like sly little little move of Sam just like leaving his wings with Torres, and I'm like, well played, Marvel. That's a it's a smart move to leave the broken wings with the guy that will soon to be takeover for Falcon. <laughs> we, we don't know. Well played. We don't know. Because, I mean, God damn, I'm with you now on it. You get tired waiting week to week. I'm just saying. I was this close. Sam's. I was this close on canceling this episode, and we just do a whole two hours talking about five and six. Oh. I was super close. I was super close. Sam's Sam's got to have somebody on his left now, you know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and and I'm glad they didn't treat Torres like they treat that rookie and lethal weapon. Mm. But we still got an episode to go. Yeah. So. <laughs> God damn. It. Um. I hope I didn't jinx you, Torres. Okay. I hope I didn't jinx you, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this. <laughs> so we got that beautiful little send up. And I'm just like, yes, give me more Torres, sweet baby angel, my beautiful cinnamon roll. <laughs> Love you. You guys are great together. Can't wait to see more. Um, and then, did it cut to Louisiana or did it first? I think it went to Louisiana because then we got the John Walker thing. Or was it John Walker first and then Louisiana? And I literally just finished the episode like an hour ago. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm like already very excited to watch this a second time through. Um, um I do, but re- I keep flip flopping, and I'm like, which one happened first? <laughs> I actually, I do remember Carly coming back after everything was said and done. Um, her and uh, once again, I don't I ever once heard them say the brothers, the the the, the homie's name, so. Asian Desmond. <laughs> um, that's his real name is Desmond. Um, I, I, I once again I have to say my name in the third person, even though the other the, the actor's name is Desmond. It's rare to meet another Desmond. It's just rare. <laughs> Anywho, um, we back them, them learning that the GRC is taking over their facilities and arresting anyone that has any connection to her and. The flat smashers. That's right. That's right. And then literally, when she said, "Yes," because they were stupid, because they went back to the, they went back to their hideout. (laughs) But then going back to the hideout, but Carly's doubling down, and then we go to Sam, and he says to Sarah, "He's like he knows." She's like he said, "I know she's gonna double down." Sarah asks, "Is she's gonna get worse?" He's like, "Yeah, she's gonna double down what she's already doing." Like, Sam already knows what's going to happen. He just, like, he told his sister. Yeah. 
I, I don't just know, I this... love the parallels between both Walker and Carly because they're just they're the same. Mm-hmm. You know, they both think that they are on the righteous side, and they're willing to do whatever it takes for what they quote unquote believe in perceive as right yeah like even if it murders people like they're just like oh yeah if somebody has to die yeah that's fine totally cool and so it's just it's so great to see that dichotomy isn't even the right word since they're like the same people but <laughs> they're one and the same but we're yeah. see- we're obviously seeing what zemo been talking about how the serum it's the supremacy yeah, the, the that and the how the serum changes a person. Like you can tell, Desmond don't want to go through with this war that Carly wants. Right, like he wants to legit use these those, these powers that he has for good, like legit for good. And I'm like, are they saying like I'm I'm literally going through? Like I I need to find out his name. They need to when I go watch the credits, I need to look for his name, his character name. I got an inkling he. He has to be a MC. He has to be a Marvel character. He has to be. Which one? Desmond. The, oh, okay. Yes. The the, the Carly's right hand. The long haired guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His real um, name. His real name, and I'm using it in place for his character name. <laughs> I know. What the heck? Hold on. I'm gonna. Have to IMDb. Why are you looking for that? <sighs> then we get to the card marshal. Well, wait, not- wait, wait. No, 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 no. Because I'm remembering. I'm remembering now. Because it went from it went from the flag smashers to Sam the um no to the the th- um Sokovia oh yeah um the monument whatever the yeah, Sokovia <laughs> monument call it yeah um but yeah I, so I just I love that like you can see the cracks happening with the flag smashers where a lot of the people are just like, you know, she's a little too cray cray for us right now. Maybe because she like she still wants to destroy the shield. Yeah. And now yeah. this is also fueling her fire. Um okay, so Dovich is his name. Okay. Long haired guy. Dovich. Yeah. That's a um, but yeah, so then we cut to Sokovia and the um kind of lovely monument. I don't I mean it's okay. It's it's it just looked like it was a family, you know? <laughs> it's I. It's I. Yeah, I was like I'm like Well and I'm like I would have been like, if I was bucket, you see why we don't come here? Yeah, because I'm like, an entire country was destroyed and this tiny little thing is the only thing you have to remember it by other than this giant, like, crater you probably don't, filled you don't, with so much vibranium. You don't um, even try to create a park or anything, you know, a real, a real yeah. Mem- memorial. Yeah, but we get this beautiful scene with him and Bucky, like... And is just, just yeah. The again, just the amazing acting of both Sebastian Stan and Daniel Bruhl. Like mm-hmm. just 
Bucky and Zemo. I'm like, I still want to see more of you guys together. I mean, I know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm good. I'm good. Just, they finally made Zemo, like, God, he was just, he was just so great in this show. Um, But, you know, they have that great interaction. And just when Zemo was like, I took, uh, you know, the time to scratch my name off of your list and I was like oh no oh no and then he holds up the gun you're like fuck don't backslide don't backslide Bucky I was different I was like go ahead do it does it do it and he doesn't and I'm like you're doing so good Bucky somebody give this man a hug (laughs) (laughs) he still needs a hug but he got very close to it yeah is that might give me that satisfaction? Like, no. uh, it, it was, I think that rivals the Chichala and Zemo yes. in um, yes. Civil War. Absolutely. Because it's. Because Bucky, like, again, like, T'Challa understood where Zemo was coming from. He understands what he is saying and he knows he's right. Like, Zemo, again, like, he's not quite like Carly and Walker in that he, you know, is that all-encompassing, I know I'm right. He does, like, know he's right, but he also knows. It's, like, it's hard to word. Like, he knows what's right, but he knows that he might have to do some dirty things, too get there and he like accepts that about himself you know mm-hmm. um but it's still like yeah i don't know it's <laughs> he's very similar to them but he's also very very different because he he's, like he still has a singular focus yeah like and if, he's he's but... trying to still stop people like them but he also knows that to do that, like, some people do have to Kill them. die. Like, I don't know. He's still a bad guy. But, like, if I had to pick, like, somebody to hang out with and it was between Carly, Walker, and Zemo, I would be hanging out with Zemo. 100%. Because <laughs> that man can dance. Just kidding. I'm just, I would, I would go to the club with Zemo over Walker. Carly is the point I'm making with this but anyway we get the beautiful Dora Marlage to come back oh yeah that reveal oh oh hey oh and Bucky has a slight redemption with Wakanda because she called him white wolf but she did <laughs> but she did say he can't he has he can't come back for a while for a little bit yeah but like I think she's going to do her best to smooth things over. Plus, they also, I mean, we'll get to that later, but. I think there's something going they on. Send... I, th- I think something going on with uh, Bucky and Ayo. I think Bucky wants some. I mean, I, I would th- be okay with that. I think Bucky wants some chocolate. That should be the title of this episode. Bucky wants that chocolate. I always thought her and. Um, um, why the fuck am I blanking on her name right now? Your God in heaven. Ao or Sarah? Uh, no, Ao, but um, um, 
Okoye. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. I was like, <laughs> her name is right there. No, I, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say Okoye. Uh I always thought they had something. Like Ao and Okoye? Mm-hmm. Remember Okoye um Daniel Kalua was um Okoye's um husband. I know, but it, that felt very tacked on to me. Like that was still in like Disney's like, oh yes, no no homo phase. Like No, I I, if if that ah, stumbled on my words, if Okoye was join, uh, was in Civil War, and we saw more of her and Ao together, I would then I would be like okay, but then we just saw more of Dan Kaluuya and um, God damn, I can't forget, I keep fucking forgetting Dan Kaluuya's character name, Black Queen. Traitor, I'm calling him a traitor. Yeah, that's what he was, <laughs> was a traitor. I mean, over your, no offense, over, over but your like, damn daddy, fuck your daddy. His, no offense, but his character was entirely removable from that movie, and it wouldn't have changed. Thing, like I love Daniel Kaluuya. Like, don't take that as like a slight. I'm just saying his character was very underdeveloped and unnecessary. Who would for... you? Who would you put in his place um, to drive home the? Because um, you need someone in his place for Kimmonger to come in. But, like, you don't really need to because, like, Wakanda itself as, like, we'll say a closeted nation since they were hidden was very, like, tight-knit. Mm-hmm. And so, like, everybody felt the attack, like, from, um, what was Andy Serkis's character's name? Is something with a K. Claw. Wasn't Huh? Claw. There you go. Thank you. Um So they all felt that attack from from him. So like it was entirely unnecessary for Daniel Cluye to even really be there. Like you could have just shown that same scene with Killmonger like dragging his body up to like random people, like random soldiers, and would have been like I have a delivery for you and show them. And then they're like, shit, let's take him to the lead. Like, or Mumbaku. Like Mumbaku could have been in this place. Yeah. He, I mean, he was originally a villain in the, um, in the comics. We can talk. I just think personally, Daniel Kulia's character was not fully developed for that movie. And it feels like a lot of his scenes were cut. Like, probably. But um, I need to see. I need to see more of uh, McCoy and Ao. Not just and, um, PG. Not not nothing. Nothing. Don't. Yeah. Mm, why did I put that thought in my head? <laughs> mm, I was supposed to be the good one on this episode. I was supposed to be the good one on this episode. <sighs> my fault. My fault. Um, if Denai Garia hears this, I'm sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> But okay, so anyway, we're getting off track again. But <laughs> I'm disappointed. In myself. It's fine. It's fine. But um, uh-huh. I like I do like the back and forth between Ao and Bucky. You can tell like there's a solid friendship, a a, yeah. a good solid friendship. Nothing relationship wise. Just like you can tell she cares for him and he cares for Wakanda. He does not. He was like he had a means to the end and he he was he did say I'll get you Zemo. And he gave, yeah. he gave her Zemo at the end of it. Yeah. And it's, again, it's sort of like... 
it's like a soldier's bond because it's it's weird because like friendships are friendships but like having that bond when you're in the military with someone else that's in the military is very different than like just a regular civilian Mm -hmm. friendship you know because it's just someone that's just been through your experiences you know kind of knows what you what you went through been through the shit with you understands basically where you're coming from more than like any any civilian can understand so it's like i just love to see <laughs> little cool friendships bonds like that on uh on these shows and i think that's a a good one that ao and bucky have you yeah, and i think that bond came when we saw that opening episode of last week with um her helping him proving that whatever sure he did that he no longer have to worry about being activated again as um the winter soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So that bond I think Just... that bond was solid right there. Oh, it would have been cool to see. Love this show. I it would have been cool to see a goddamn uh, show. Because I remember Okoye was there when he was given when he was given his arm back. I was like, that would be cool if Okoye was there. Yeah, it's still that scene is one of my favorite like blooper reels in the entire MCU <laughs> with the goat. <laughs> he was like, "All right, now that's enough." <laughs> like, like the sea truck boats just break. All right, it's like, okay, now that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> But he still says it with like T'Challa's voice, and I'm just like, so. Like he may have broken character, but he's still Uh professional enough. Like you may have broken me, but I'm still keeping the accent. Oh, just God, it was so good, and then just the Marvel fandom just running with the goat. (laughs) It's just all of the the fan art and everything with it. It's just oh, but anyway, okay, again. Getting off topic. Good rated in. Um, I think from this court martial, and then jump to the court martial. Yeah, and then which wow, like it shows you. Yeah, he fucked up, but not only I was not. I didn't give a fuck about what what, this is. What his family is now going to go through because of it. Like if I'm not a veteran, but if a veteran loses benefits, that means his family cannot benefit on medical. Or anything. That's what I'm also thinking. Correct. Yeah. So, Um, fuck. That whole scene was fucking amazing. Like, again, I just, hands down, this show is nailing what it's like to be a veteran. (laughs) Because, again, like I've said before, the military really only cares to get you good enough to fight. Um, they're like, oh, internal bleeding, that's fine. That's where the blood's supposed to be. Here's a band-aid. Continue on with your... Like... They... They train you to fight. They give you all this stuff. Um, and you're just always on this, like, go, go, go mentality. And they don't... They don't care about the breaks. They don't care about maintaining yourself Mm -hmm. at all like 
other than say like main like it's basically like your weapon so they look at you like they're maintaining a rifle you know yeah um and it's you're just really there to to be a weapon um and that whole scene was just perfect i mean it also is very symbolic clearly of what's going on currently because he didn't face jail time he basically got fired for murder like that's a little so like what every cop does Um, yeah it's very on the nose especially this week uh again but his outburst was just it was so beautiful and it was so heartfelt. And again, it was like that little bit where you're just, you're still slightly hoping that he's going to come back from this, that he's going to see the error of his ways and be like, John, stop being like a little dick. Stop see, being a bitch. And um, got to give it up to Wyatt Russell. I'm giving him player of oh. the week on this one. He is playing unhinged so well. So well. He's getting those ticks down, like, every time he does that little, like, head tilt or, like, neck crack mm. move, you're just like, bitch is about to lose it. Which we call the Andrew Lincoln, um, Rick Grimes head tilt. When he does the head tilt, you know someone's about to die. <laughs> but in this uh, case, the head tilt stands for crazy. Yeah. Um... And then even after, like, his fiery plea of just, like, just listen to me. I mean, again, like, this man is not a good man. But Mm -mm. it's, like, moments like this where you... And his wife is now seeing it. Yeah. Like, where you just, you do want, like... I don't want to say you want to fix him, but you want him to get better. You do want him to to face the repercussions for his actions, but you also kind of hope that he'll learn from it, grow from it, and become better for it. Um, And get help. And then the military does what the military does. um, Or in this case, the Senate. um, And they don't listen to him. And they just close the book on it, wipe their hands, and just walk away. This is not my problem. And then say, yeah, um, have the gall to say, "Give me back my um our shield." And it's like, bitch, that's not even yours, motherfuckers. Like, and, and then, but then, right after that, we get the biggest. I think this was a better character reveal and actor reveal so far because no one was expecting this. Everyone was speculating to who was going to be the power broker. Was Chris Evans really going to come back as old man Steve? Was we going to get another Marvel character? Yes, we got another Marvel character, but we got an actress that we did not expect. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Holy shit. She's still got that swagger as Elaine. I haven't seen Veep, so I still see the swagger mm. of Elaine there. Uh, from I just love that she opens with a joke. 
My name These is... boots were not made for walking. And I'm like, girl, no boots are made for walking. Come on. And her character name is Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. But you can call, I it, loved you can call the her Val. Blue. You can call her Val, but you can't call her Val. I loved the blue they had in her hair. That's purple. Like. Thank you, 4K TV. That was purple. The blue okay. was her glasses. But still, she looked fire. Because, um, and that's also a callback to uh, Allegra comic um, version. She's probably like, I am not dyeing my hair. That one streak of my hair, white, platinum white. Let's do something else. That's probably why they dyed it purple. It's manageable for darker hair people. You can easily wash it out. So, and she is, her connection is she's a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Former girlfriend of one Nick Fury. So she's on his level of knowing secrets. And so how she knew uh, Walker took the serum. And she already knows, technically, the government, like you said, the government don't own the S.H.I.E.L.D. So that callback to episode four, where one of um, A.O.'s fellow, fellow Dora Milaje was going to take the S.H.I.E.L.D. back. It's still technically the property of Wakanda. <laughs> so, it goes to show you, Tony don't own that shit as much as he claims. Howard Stark never owned it. Claw never owned it. It's the property of Wakanda. And the Dora Milaje and T'Challa will let you know. <laughs> you are holding borrowed property. Mr. Julie Louise Dreyfus. Holy shit. We don't know. Is she Hydra? I don't know. Like. I mean, she could be. Oh. Or she could probably have her own, her, her own agency. Like, I only know AIM, Hydra. That's it. <laughs> um. I mean, they could, because I just, oh, this is, again, where the fun speculation comes from. I'm just trying to guess, like, what Marvel's plans are. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I literally have no idea. Like, could go to Hydra, could could be, like, super secret double agent. Or, yeah, they could be setting up AIM. I mean, I don't know. Like, oh, It can go either way. It can go anywhere. And I'm just saying, if they go with the comic book... And, like, she is a former flame of Nick Fury. We need to see them, too. I will die. We need to see them, I will die. We need, we need to see them banter with one another. I need Sam Jackson to be at 100%. I want this in my life, but I will die as soon as I see it. Because I just want, I'm like, oh, it's. Okay. Whew. I want to see Maria Hill be like, yeah, they used to be together. And I want somebody I just... to react like, <gasps> Oh, but like that scene was also so good, not for, not just for the fact that she was in it, because obviously, like Julia Weed Dreyfus is amazing in anything she's in. Um, but like how again it just showcases how Walker is really like he really is a terrible person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and easily and how manipulated. He, it. Uh, manipulated. He 
he needs to have other people tell him how to be a good person because like Lamar literally was there as his guiding light, his moral compass, whatever the hell you want to say. But like his wife had to remind him to go see his best friend's parents. Like bitch. <laughs> That was your best friend, and now your wife has to remind you that you need to go see your best friend's parents after he died? Like, oh, you are, like, God, John, he's, I just, he's, John Walker ain't shit. He is a basic-ass bitch, and I want to know how big his pockets are, because he holds a fuck-ton of audacity. In those things. Just. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> a fuck ton of audacity. Damn. Damn. What? I said, you you, you hinted the soliloquies on point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was. Oh, I just. Yeah. I love that scene for, for so many, so many different things. <clears throat> just. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> and then we get to uh, where do we go. Um, I think this is finally when we go to Louisiana. Who's already in Louisiana? Because we, 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 Sam and his sister was talking before we jumped to Carly. And then we jumped back to Walker. So I guess we're back. Um, they're working. Um, him putting in that call. It was. I think it was the him putting in the call. To people that like, like his sister was like, Yeah, let's go fix the ship. And Sam was like, Alright, let's call in the favors and then oh, no. no Oh they went he no, went no, to no, go no. he went to Baltimore. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. We, Which... we, we, we went he went to Baltimore. We jumped ahead <gasps> a little bit on Sam though, but he went to Baltimore right after he yeah. left um Latvia. Right after he left um Latvia? Yeah. Latveria? Latvia. Mm. Um sorry. We mispronounced the country. Well, that's the thing, because, like, Latvia is the real country. Latveria is the made-up one in... Doctor Doom. That's why, yeah, I, that's in why I, I intentionally keep on saying Latvia, not Latveria. Because if this was Latveria, all this shit they was doing would not fly. Doctor Doom would be there in a hot second. You are in the wrong yeah. place to be doing all this shit. Yeah. Um... But man, so <sighs> he goes back to Isaiah, and this is the second point of the show mm-hmm. where I cried. <laughs> Everything that Isaiah went through is reminiscent of what all people of color go through, specifically black just black people go through in America. It was just. Oh, just such, again, the kick in the teeth. So anybody that's like, it's not about race, it's like, motherfucker, yes it is. And just the fact that they called this episode Truth, mm-hmm. which obviously was the name of the Isaiah Bradley story. Yeah. But also truth of just so many different things and layers within this show. Like, 
Sam coming to terms with the truth of himself Mm -hmm. and this shield and the importance. But but then also defending Steve, like he like he's like Steve did not get you arrested. He was like he was like yes, Steve had the shield, but he is not that typical white blonde blue hair American. Like like it's just like you see Sam like really like like he was it was getting under his skin, but I was like why is it getting under his skin? We'll get to that part later on. Why it was getting under his skin so much, and it got under my skin. I'm like, like really? It's again. It's the hard truth of America is that it's it's not perfect. It mm-hmm. is a but. It's a bloody, racist, disgusting history. Are there good things that happened in the history? Yes, but you also have to come to terms with the fact that, like, the shield wasn't tainted because John Walker got blood on it. The shield was already tainted because it represents America, and America is tainted. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that, like, Isaiah Bradley tells his story... And his story is the exact same story of Captain America in the first Avenger, where he disobeyed orders to save his team and those soldiers. And he is heralded a hero. But when Isaiah Bradley does the same fucking thing, He's thrown in prison for 30 years and experimented on. Like, And his team is still killed anyway. Just, ugh. And the fact, like, they've referenced the Tuskegee, like, the Tuskegee experiment. Mm-hmm. And the Red Tails it, of 1932. And just, I think, like, I mean, I like I can't say for sure, but like my thoughts, my feelings, what I sort of picked up on it from Sam's experience was because he sort of had obviously he had a better experience. Like he's still a black man, so he knows and he understands that like America is not nice. To black men, mm-hmm. but I think also because, like, he was in the military and, you know, when you're in the military, the military certainly likes to make you feel like they they have your back yeah. um, while you're in. Um, it's definitely still, like, very borderline, but... And then, of course, like, getting out, meeting Captain America, becoming an Avenger. Like, he had insight, maybe, more into, like, the privileged aspect of, like, these things. And maybe, like, thinking, like, oh, okay, maybe things are better. Maybe the world is better. And, like, on some aspects, yes, it is. But then he's just also confronted with the harsh reality of history and the fact that, like, America isn't better but it it's still that hope of it can be and that's i think what he's wanting to do with the shield is use it as the symbol of hope Mm -hmm. as what 
we could be and what we could aspire to. Um, with our with our country, like I don't know, that's my random thoughts on to tequila. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like the scene um, as well. I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's like it it really does show, and like I said, for the fact that it coincided with this week in general. It's like fucking a, like this yeah. was like. I don't think like kismet. no one like no one would ever know. Like you can't predict what the fuck is gonna happen. Then like, well, we don't even know what the fuck's gonna happen next week. Essentially, yeah. And just like holy fucking shit. And it's like seeing like Sam being. I want to say his his faith. I say belief in himself once again was shaken. Like, if he can do it, yes. or should he do it? Absolutely, yeah. And then, then working on the ship, and here comes Bucky with that case oh. from Wakanda. It was just, it was such a good scene to, like, again, these writers are fucking smart because they throw you that gut punch, but then they show you community mm-hmm. and like love and acceptance <laughs> so like that whole like metaphor like building the ship back up again like i'm like i see that i get this like i see i see them building this this ship back up but are they is it the ship they're building back up or is it themselves like i get it i get it marvel i'm picking it up <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we get that awesome. I thought it was a funny scene. It was a good one. He's like, you couldn't just use the metal arm. He's like, I, I tend to don't think about it. I'm right-handed. I was right? like, ah, uh, okay. And then you get that fun little little flirting with Bucky and Sarah, where I'm like, there's that Bucky I remember. You little fuckers. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't you don't you flirt with my sister? Oh, don't you flirt with my sister? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got like, I'll beat your ass. I mean, I'm like, I don't care. I still think um, Sam and Bucky have the best chemistry on this show, but that's just me. Yeah, they, they do. And they, they keep on saying they don't. Thousands they do. of other fan fiction out in the world. Oh, they're well aware of it. Um. They're, they're both well aware of it. <laughs> I think they uh, mentioned it in uh, one of those thirsty, um, they had to read those thirsty tweets from BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, mm-hmm. I think Anthony Mackie acknowledged it, and he's a. I think I'll be the. Um, he said, "Bucky would be the bottom. I'll be the top." <laughs> oh, he would top from the bottom. Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that was just. It was such a good scene to. Obviously, like Sam and his development. But also, like, the relationship between him and his sister. Mm-hmm. Because clearly it's been slightly frayed this this whole season. Because she's um, understanding that, you know, he's got his little, like, worlds to save and everything like that. But she also knows the, the pain and the struggle of the day-to-day life, which is honestly, like... Yeah, we're not having to fight like 
space aliens and wizards. Um, what is it? Androids. Warlocks. <laughs> um, it's the big three. It was like, no, what? Fuck. I know warlocks is one. Androids, androids, aliens, or wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But um. And, uh, I, I like the but fact- it's like it's still like the day to day is such a grind, and she has been having to worry about keeping a roof over her head, which honestly is just as as stressful. Like, but then it's just doing that wonderful showcase of like. Sure, everyone has different problems, but it doesn't mean their problems are any less valid than anyone else's problems. Mm-hmm. And it also showed in, in her point of view, like she realized like Sam was one of the I'm calling it the dusted. He right? he got he got snapped. Like her yeah. realizing like he was dusted like everyone else for five years. So yeah, she mentioned it in the first episode, like it's just been me and my sons. Yeah, like, you was gone. We thought she was gone. Are you back? And even she said it when she was talking. She was um helping him hype him up. She said, "I lit your ass up when we was in the bank." I was like, "If she did, she lit you up, Sam." Yeah, she let you know. And but Sam was like, I, he needed that. He he knows he needed that. And she said, yeah. "You can help home and the world at the same time." She was like, "You're just gonna let Isaiah stop you from doing that." I was like. Let's go. We're getting a rocky moment right here. You right? And I love how he turned it around and said, like, I mean, not that Isaiah didn't help like form his opinion or help him like come to terms with who he is, but he also saw like the injustice done to him and he he doesn't want to see it repeated. And he, you know, he's okay with being the symbol for people to look up to again to see, like, what America could be. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, that scene was just so good. And, and then, yeah. The Bucky and Sam scene, um, them, Sam finally being the grief counselor that we all know him to be. Oh! It was just. Winter Soldier. That's the third time I cried. Winter Soldier Sam was back. Winter Soldier Sam is back. Ugh. Like, because I already, like, okay, so I freaking called it in the first episode. Like, we all did. Where I'm like, this poor little old man and Bucky, I can't, I can't, I don't, I won't be able to handle (sighs) the scene of Bucky talking to him and either the old man forgiving Bucky for killing his son or closing the door and hating Bucky for killing his son. Either of those options are going to just break my fucking heart. And I just, it's was Bucky in New York <gasps> when the episode started out. Was Bucky in New York when the episode started out? Him with the old man. Were they in New York? Mm, it didn't really clarify that, did it? Did I, need, it? I need to go back because I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to jump ahead. But I like the fact that Sam was telling him, like, you can't think say, having people say sorry is going to help you out. He's like, you still having these nightmares. 
He's like, yeah. he's doing every not to shit on the vet psychiatrist, but everything Sam was doing, she could have like he Sam needs I feel Sam needed to be the one to say it. Yes. And we got that great moment. He's like, this me and Steve never thought. And he's like, we should have thought what this meant if we gave it to a black man. Exactly. Because, I'm sorry. So I was like, someone who's self-aware. Thank you. Yeah, like it's um it's that good thing, like just to kind of showcase like again how different everybody is. So like even with psychiatrists, like I have done like the psychiatrist shopping because it's just it's exhausting trying to find the right psychiatrist. It's very easy to find the wrong psychiatrist because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's different. Your your treatment sort of like you have to find the person that understands like you and the treatment you need. And it's just very unfortunate because it takes a few um, appointments to get to that point where either the psychiatrist realizes what you need or you realize the psychiatrist you have is just never going to work. And then you got to go find another one and start it all over again. And it's just very exhausting. And it's annoying. Um, and the psychiatrist Bucky had clearly was not right for him. Like, Jews more, you could tell she's more for combat than what Sam, what Bucky was going through. She was going at it from the perspective of him trying to forgive himself. And Sam kind of came to terms with the idea that, like, Bucky can't really forgive himself until he not so much gets other people to forgive him, but gives other people the closure they need. Because he kept doing everything, like he said, everything on his list he kept doing for himself to try and make himself feel better. Mm-hmm. And he needs to make the people he wronged feel better. Yep. And I was like, God damn it, Sam. Honestly, maybe you really should be a counselor. <laughs> like, you are a fantastic superhero. And I hope there's more episodes and movies of you as a superhero, but also 100% would watch you be a, a psychiatrist because you're amazing at that. Please be my psychiatrist. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then we get we see Sam and Bucky training with the shield, so oh. Sam knows how to use it. And then we get Bucky says, "You are ready. Let me know. Call me." He's like, "Coworkers." Parkers, yeah. no, co-workers. But I love the, that you see the training montage that he's still not good with the shield. Like, he still has to learn. Like That, that, that fucking Rocky moment with the theme oh. going, I was like, let's go! So good. So good. And then that shot like, of the stuntman doing the flip, not um, Anthony Mackie doing the flip. That was fine. Yeah, that was pretty, that it, was pretty hilarious. I was like, oh, that's not Anthony Mackie, but it's cool. Um, it, it, it took me out for just, a second. But it's still hemi hyped. And then just the scene where his nephews are touching the shield while he's holding it. And I'm like, yes, please. Please give me more scenes of that. Please. Please, uh, please. And Bucky just smiling like. Or his nephew's playing with the shield. And, and I'm like, yes. And Bucky's just smiling yes. like, this is where it should have been. 
Like what Bucky was oh. saying all this time. Bucky smiled. He smiled. He had genuine smiles. And he almost got a hug. He was so close to getting a hug. But he got the cool little, like, um, I always called it, like, the predator, like, shake. Because I just always remember it from the predator where Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh. like, do their handshake. But it's, like, you son of a bitch. Gripping, gripping their arms. Like, the, the, the bro so shake. So he's, he's, he's just that much closer to a hug. So I have hope that by the final episode, Bucky will get the hug he deserves. Because I'm just going to keep keep saying it until he gets one. Just get this man a fucking hug. Just come on, people. And after that awesome fucking montage that I need to Ugh. watch again, we get we go right back to Madripoor and we see Sharon. And I still seriously feel she's the power broker because you hear Betrock on the end. And that's very ominous. You're going to hire, pay the person who wants to kill Falcon. What the fuck, Sharon? I, yeah. I think, I, I don't know who said it. I, I think it was you. You think she's a scroll? No, I said I think she's undercover with, for S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Or for um, Fury. Sword. But what would Sword do anything? Yeah. We have to need to deal with um, earthly matters. Sword is mainly for space. That's I mean, the that's the thing. Not really, because remember, like, they said they had to take that away. They couldn't focus on the space program. They said that in the WandaVision show, because. You know, half their people got blipped and the other half were scared. <laughs> so, like, their space program has been a little bit kiboshed. What the fuck am I thinking about? Because I know Nick and, um, Fury and Hale are in space with the scrolls. So, I no, that, I yeah, guess, I know. I guess, I'm I just... guess they're not calling themselves swords then. Oh, well. They just haven't fully defined what the fuck is going on <laughs> sword yet. <laughs> and like if they're sort of like taking the place of shield or if shield is still kind of around because shield was still kind of around in like some of the previous movies like all age of Ultron where they still had a fucking helicarrier just floating around. That's you know, so um, but... I still say she's undercover and um, it's all for show, but I will also be pleasantly surprised and will be here for it if she does turn out to be a villain. Um, I won't. I won't hate that. I'm still like on the fence, like. I don't know if the power broker is one person, really, or if it's, like, a conglomerate of people. <laughs> you know, like, the, what was the stupid world council, world security council people mm -hmm. from, like, the first Avengers movie? Mm -hmm. But, like, bad people. And then we see Batroc the Lipa with... Desmond and um, Kari. 
Dovich. Dovich. I legit forgot his name. <laughs> I forgot. Um, uh, it's a shit name. Again, like, That's a good looking dude. You give him a shit name? Yeah, that name. Like, not saying he can't be Russian, but it just seems a little too Russian. Look, we've been. For him say, with his. We've been calling Britishy. him. Britishy. Very Britishy voice. Um, we've been calling him Desmond for the last four episodes. <laughs> Five episodes now. He's Desmond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't bitch. I don't know yeah. anyone from the UK, London, Jersey, whatever. I <laughs> once. Dovich, maybe in Russia. Boris Koljo. Yeah. African last name, but hella Russian first name. Oh, but so they get some weapons from him, mm -hmm. I guess. And we see the Squad Smashers uh, are just as um pop um as big in America as there is in the UK. Yeah, and it's. Oh. It's just, again, it's so funny because I always thought, like, stupid shit like this wasn't real. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, all these people, like, banding together. And then, of course, like, this year happened. Mm -hmm. And the whole QAnon conspiracy bullshit. And, obviously, the riot at the Capitol building. Um, all I'm this like, is very, okay. very, very much coinciding with everything that had been happening the last, like, three, four <laughs> Four months. Never mind this shit. This shit could really happen. Okay, this is fine. Four months. We only really in month four. All this shit feel, we're talking about has happened in four months, people. I feel so old. <laughs> like, and the fact that we're seeing making me feel so ancient. And the fact that we're seeing this in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and all this shit has been going <sighs> on already for four months. Like it's fucking oh. a. Yeah, and uh, they infiltrate. Um, uh, Torres calls Sam, gives him the 411 while Sam is watching the GCR meeting. Not GCR, yep. GRC. Yeah, we're we are not the bad guys, we are not the bad guys. We're not. I'm sorry, that I was just my horrible Trump. Sorry, I saw okay, so we saw that scene. And I just, when they were doing their, their meeting and they're in that big fancy circle table, and I just kept thinking of Dr. Strangelove. And I'm just like, nothing good ever happens with when people are around a circle table like this. Like, no. You have two <laughs> Flag Smasher agents in that room. <laughs> uh, sleeper Smashers. And then we get the triumphant music. Sam going telling Torres, I got this. And I'm like, you do, my brother. Uh, then... You do, my brother. And as soon as he opens the crease, <gasps> cut the black. Cut the black. Fucking bitch. I was like, you motherfuckers, you knew we wanted to see that outfit. You knew. You knew. And then we get our first fucking mid-credits scene. No, second. We we have one before. This is our second minute credit scene of uh Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Um, Walker, just, mm. 
Oh no, wait. We also skipped over um two things. Walker meeting Lamar's parents, and well, his family in general. Oh, yes. You can tell the sister don't believe him. Yes. She That's don't like, believe that him. That was. I'm not gonna say it was like the nail of the coffin, but it was like the final nail in the coffin for like. Hopefully everybody, like, if you're still a John Walker apologist after this episode, please seek therapy. Um, or get, jump off a cliff. Get help. Um, look at your own internal biases. Uh, do some self-reflection. And, um, you know, reach out to us if you... <laughs> Don't reach out. You need it. Don't reach out you to me. It. Don't reach out to me. I'll cuss you out. And, and then we're in the same vicinity. I'll just slay up, slap you. But I'll smack oh you like God. you owe me money. The mm. straight up lying he did to his parents. And it was almost like he's just he's doing that insane thing where he's believing his own lie. His own hype. His own lie. He's. Again, it's like. Every basic white man. Just about every basic white man I've. I've interacted with. I know. I know. Hashtag not all men. But like. (laughs) Fuck it. All men. It's. It's enough. Okay. It's. Freaking enough. We're all the problem. Just say it. We're all the problem. That and easy? that is just again, like I said it in the first episode or second episode, and I'm gonna say it in this episode. John Walker is just the epitome of white privilege and what you get away with yeah. with it, and how you can talk yourself out of your own privilege that the privilege doesn't exist and that it's not real. Um. And it's just, ugh. And that then, whole scene. Um, that whole scene. Uh, and then Steve is dead. You don't talk about someone in the past tense if they're still alive, even if they are not around. No, Steve is dead. He said Steve is gone. The way how. So clearly, Steve is safely living on the base on the moon. I don't think he's on the moon. I think he's six feet underground. He's on the moon. I think Duh. he's dead. He's dead. Dead. He's dead. Dead. He's, so he's I think dead. he's either dead or he went back to whatever dimension he came from. I, I, I seriously feel you don't like. I said you don't talk about someone in the past tense that they're alive. Even if you are like the way how they was talking. I even I don't. I well, I now do since my grandmother, my and both my uncles have passed. But when they were here and I was not in their vicinity, I would never talk about them in the third person. Yeah, like they was not here, and in the, I mean not in the third person in the past tense. I'll say it in the present tense. They were speaking in the past tense, not the present tense. So I seriously I think Steve is dead. I just don't think Marvel's gonna come right out and say. That he's dead. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna keep with the gone aspect to leave that just little bit of wiggle room for him mm-hmm. to come back. Um, 
But then, so I don't think they're gonna do that concrete. Like, yes, he is six feet under. Um, mm -hmm. but that's just my yeah. theory. And then we get to Walker making his own shield, motherfucker, with steel. <sighs> that shit can get cut like butter from that vibranium shield. Putting his freaking metal. Was it his metal or was it like Lamar's metal? His metals. Ugh. Ugh. So, Ugh. I just. Ugh. Here we go. It's gonna be uh, Walker versus Sam. Oh, I just I can't. Like I'm so excited for the shit show because it's gonna be a shit show. Like. It's going to be an absolute shit show. Like, I I don't know if Walker's going to come in ruining things at the last moment mm -hmm. or if, like, we're not going to see him until the end of the episode where he debuts as, like, U.S. agent and freaking the contest is like, hello, friend. Yes, like, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm so fucking hyped for next week and I'm just, like, I'm trying to tamp down, like, Temper, yes, my expectations. You know what but you I... might you know what you might get next week? <sighs> the rebirth of Red Wing. Oh my god. So never thought I would feel bad about that stupid fucking thing. Yeah, that's what you've been complaining about this whole five episodes on this whole entire series. They <laughs> gave that thing so much personality in one and a half fucking episodes. More personality than they ever did in any of the previous freaking movies. And now I'm just like, bring back that stupid mechanical bird. But make it a real bird. Torres, get a real bird. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just. What if Torres become. What if Torres, is, Torres become a red wing? <gasps> oh! You son of a Put oh. that thought in my head. Or Blackhawk. There's a Marvel character. Oh. Well, this is very convoluted what Marvel's doing, but there's a character called Blackhawk who, um, who's like the sidekick of um, Falcon. Man. Never, never know. I would absolutely love if we get Missy. In the MCU, like I would actually, I would like to see Torres carry over into the into the movie verse. Yes, absolutely. Like you, like you need someone besides by this point, um, Rhodey and Sam, who's in the military, but they are leaning heavily more into their tech side than their military record side. Yeah, and obviously Torres is espionage military, and maybe um. I, I I blinked. Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely love if they gave Falcon his own movies. Um, again, just to get more of like I don't know, like the mainstream because, you know, as it stands, there's of the 20 Marvel movies that have been released, only one had a podcast. Um, <laughs> black main main lead. 
Um, so yeah, I would absolutely love it. But I also just love the shows and that the shows can dig deeper into into things that movies can't. Yeah. And so I'm also like, give give me more seasons of this. Like, especially if they continue with like it based off of, you know, um Sam Wilson Captain America run of the comics. Especially if they do a wonderful werewolf episode. That would just be the bee's knees. Chef's or Sam, it's not gonna happen, I know, but I would love it. Or Sam meeting um Jane Foster's store. Yes. Like just give me all of it. I just I th- <sighs> I think Feige is gearing up for the new Avengers. Yes. Cause um I don't think Chris Hemsworth is gonna be bopped off in his movie i think he's going to finally take the odin the old uh, odin's place because he he, that's what i think is going to happen and he's probably gonna be like well earth still needs a thor you can have it (laughs) i'll stay here i'll just watch you fight i'll just do my thing I am interested to see how how they're going to play that out. Like, if it's going to happen in that movie. Like, are we going to see Thor fall and obviously be unworthy again? Like, I don't think they would. He he does. Sorry, go ahead. Because, I mean, like, if they're basing it off the comics, obviously, like, they can change it up as they want. But, like, you know, he uh, becomes unworthy. Um, But she takes that because there always must be a Thor. Like, like she says. Um, I think he's happy not having Yarnir. He's he's happy with that battle axe. Like, you could tell he's like, he he would rather not have Yarnir. He's happy to be in what he's doing, just like traveling around, being Thor of the galaxy, if you will. Yeah. Instead but it's because it's, again, like, they're still going to have to explain how it even happens because obviously in this time stream, the hammer's back. Mjolnir is still destroyed. Like, oh, Mjolnir fix, is not in this fix, time stream. Like, fix point, fix, fix point time. I keep forgetting. Hemsworth, Hemsworth took it back. Um, or not Hemsworth, um, Cap. Captain America. <laughs> um, <clears throat> probably he took it. Probably he took it back. Probably, so probably Thor forges a new um, Mjolnir for uh, because only those with the old. What if I know we're jumping from Falcon and Winter Soldier to here, but they Falcon and Jane Foster Thor are connected. Um. Because I'm just thinking, especially with Loki coming up, obviously there's going to have to. Well, Tom Hiddleston is not in Love and Thunder. Some connection, but there, I know. But I'm just saying, like, of all of the movies and the TV shows coming out that are most closely tied with the character of Thor, it's the TV show Loki, which is centered on the time traveling agency. Um, TV, what the fuck is there? Time variance. Oh, um. 
I think I still think Thor is gonna get his the Olden Force. Like he was like he been fighting it. Like he did not want the Olden Force. Like well, that will force him to stay in one place, and he probably finally gets it. And he has to relinquish the title. He'll go by Odinson. Like he. I seriously feel, feel Taika Waititi is going to pull from the Jason Aaron run of Thor where Thor gave up his title to Jane and he happily ran around just going as going by as Odinson. Yeah, I mean, again, this is like... Theory on... This is theory talk on the Jane Cotton I just want to know because, like, obviously, like, movie-wise, we technically haven't seen anything from Jane Foster since Thor 2. <laughs> like, but we've seen Darcy. Yeah, she filmed <laughs> she filmed some scenes in Endgame, but like canonically, she has not been in the MCU. I thought that was um, Thor the Dark World. I thought that was archive footage. Archival footage. No, they had her like, she did come back and film a couple scenes oh. for that one. Well, She's there, like, like she's there. Darcy's there, but, but that is it's... our review about <laughs> in the Winter Soldier episode five. Truth. It was a, it was a good episode. Motherfucking twenty shields out of ten. And I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. It was, it was good from start to finish. We got everything we needed. Emotionally, I got my a lot of good moments, especially the the down moments where they just you let it, let them be real, you know. Yeah. And their feelings. I like just, this, like you said, we don't get this in movies a lot. Yeah. Just that little hint of honesty. <laughs> like you got the honest man, and you got the bull faced white ass lawyer. I mean, liar. You ain't shit, Walker. (laughs) But he does get player of the week. Well, not Walker. John um, White Russell gets it. It's the one time an actor would get get it. Not not the character. I mean, he's been killing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he definitely killed, killed it last week. Um, and he really looked like his dad at that part and, um, in the court martial when he was yelling. I was like, oh, there's your father. Dude, right? Like when he was walking up and he had that little beret on, I immediately flashed back to freaking, um, oh my God, what's that stupid Stargate? Oh yeah, Stargate. Oh, wait, Stargate <laughs> is bomb, man. Yeah. Don't, don't shit on Stargate. But, like, that was my favorite movie. When fucking Kurt Russell was wearing the little beret in that movie too military man and I'm like yeah you look like your dad yeah, yeah you do oh I was like damn man scene of the week Sam and Bucky breaking Walker's arm oh see and mine number mine one gonna be sound design my scene was gonna be with Isaiah and Sam cause that was just like scooped out my heart just Flung it on. I'm okay. <laughs> We're gonna go. I'm, yaw- I'm, I'm yawning over here. I'm, I'm yawning over here. So I guess I'm tired. 
Oh shit, yeah, you gotta quickly edit this so you can put it out today. Oh, fuck me. Good luck on that, dude. I shot myself on the foot on that one. Well, as always, thank you for listening to the Giant Couch with Robot Podcast. And thank you for over 100 episodes. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. All the way from the very first episode with Dominguez Hill, art director, Andrea Stack. To, obviously now, which is not artists talking, but you have an artist talking about something that was technically art. I mean, it helps if you think about it. Yeah. But thanks for sticking with us while we grow. <laughs> yep, artist talk will come back some point soon. Maybe <clears throat> like two, three years. Um, <laughs> um and 200 more episodes. <laughs> Stay frosty. <laughs>